Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into a miserable Monday edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. It's KB coming at you solo dolo as the birds had Sunday night football, so Patty Pitts gets the night off and gets to enjoy and wallow in the Patriots being eliminated from the postseason. Uh, but you get to be joined by me and get your frustrations out as the Eagles drop a uh, an abysmal performance to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. We'll talk that. We'll talk Shohei Otani. We'll talk whatever. You know, we'll talk some flyers as well. At least there's a little bright spot there. You know, how you don't keep it moving. Um, but obviously primarily a, a miserable Monday edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia with the Eagles losing to the Cowboys. Two straight losses now. Drop out of first place in the division. Drop out of first place in the NFC. And uh, a lot of self-reflection needs to happen. A lot of things need to be addressed. And it's not just one phase of the ball. It's the entire team, as Jason Kelsey once said. It's the whole team. Um, So we'll talk about the entire team. We'll talk this game. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI. That's on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, Threads. We're we're trying to be a little more active on Threads. Um, I'm seeing a lot of benefits to it, and uh, obviously our our F1 podcast with Casey and Owen has done phenomenally, growing a community over there on Threads. Um, but there's a lot of new added features on Threads that make it a lot more functional for what we do here for this show. Um, so go follow us on Threads. Uh, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and on Instagram at KBIZZLE11. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you decide to consume your podcasts in audio form from. Leave a five-star review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps more people find the underground community. Helps us build this podcast up to where we believe the potential it can be at. Uh, So continue subscribing. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Leave five-star ratings and reviews. And let's take over the podcast space in 2024 as we head into this final stretch of 2023. But go subscribe. It really does mean a lot if you subscribe on audio. And, of course, it means a ton if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week, Mondays, Thursdays. They go out on YouTube. Uh, Usually on Mondays, it's with myself and with Pat Pitts. Or just myself. Uh, And then, of course, the Thursday episode gets recorded live on Wednesdays on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. And then it goes out everywhere else on Thursdays. And that show is with myself and Matt Castorina. Uh, You also get full video episodes of every podcast on our network. You get live streams, shorts, clips, original video content. It's all on our YouTube channel. We are on that road to 700 subscribers before the ball drops on New Year's Eve. If you guys can get us to 700 subscribers before the ball drops on New Year's Eve, we're sitting pretty with our goals for our YouTube channel moving into 2024, which means we'll probably hit 1,000 subscribers early on in the new year, which would be electric. Right now, we're at 664 subscribers. Let's get to 700 before the ball drops. We have about two weeks, you know, two, three weeks. Uh, You know, we're sitting here, and now it's Monday morning, uh, December 11th. So, got about three weeks before, uh, you know, that goal needs to take place. 664, 
for the quick math people out there, I know math is hard when it's this late at night and the Eagles are coming off a loss, but we need 36 more of you to subscribe to the YouTube channel before the ball drops on New Year's Eve. Let's make that happen. That's very attainable, very much in the cards to happen, and we'd love more of you to subscribe as well. So continue subscribing. Check out all the content on our YouTube channel. It's literally a, a sports network and content network all in one place. Uh, smash the like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below your thoughts on this Eagles loss. And um, like I mentioned, this show is presented by the city of Vineland, our awesome presenting sponsor, our hometown. The City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. And through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. A big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Let's get into it, shall we? You're going to hear the wheel spin, even though it's an unofficial wheel spin. The birds fall to the Cowboys 33-13. to It's brought to you by our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. The best in the game. Get your Philly Dogs merch. I want to check and see if some things are up. Uh, for the people because we sent over some new designs that hopefully will be up very, very soon. Uh, but they they provide the most unique designs for the amazing fans of Philadelphia that they deserve uh, from T-shirts to sweatshirts, polos, hats, uh, and just unique designs across the board. Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Union, and of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia. If you want to stand out in the crowd, you want to look the best, you want to feel the best, you want to be the best, go to phiapparel.co. When you go to check out, use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your merch orders. Use that anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Get your Underground Sports Philadelphia merch. It supports us directly, uh, allows us to continue to do awesome stuff with you guys and for you guys, You know, like our tailgate podcast, doing events, going to, to different events and everything for our entire company. It really does help when you buy merch. Um, so go to phiapparel.co and use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your merch orders. The Eagles, in embarrassing fashion, fall to the Dallas Cowboys, 33-13. to 13. Um, Just an abysmal effort across the board no no real like discernible view of passion aggression desire want they they played scared they played slow they played boring um no true sense of urgency when you needed to display a true sense of urgency and this team has just played so like down to up scaled opponents the past two weeks and have gotten lucky against some other teams recently as well during this stretch. Um, I know that, you know, they're coming off of playing a bunch of games recently. We talked about that in the last episode when playing the 49ers, that was game three in a 14 day stretch and the Cowboys are coming off 10 days of rest. Shout out to the NFL schedule makers for that one. Back-to-back opponents getting 10 days of rest and only playing one game in that stretch versus what the Eagles have been on. Shout out to the UNFL schedule makers. But that's not an excuse. Um, it's just something that should be looked at for the future when you're making schedules for every team. Um, but just no sense of urgency. No sense of of swagger and arrogance and confidence that this team has played with throughout last season and this season um it, it just feels like everything is so mechanical and so forced and so just like it, it's robotic and, and there's no fluidity to the offense the defense has been 
atrocious in the back seven. Um, you know, when you're relying on your front pass rush and your defensive line to do the entire work for you, it, it just isn't going to work out week in and week out. The the offense, though, I'll start there. The the play calling has has really been atrocious. Um, there's there's no creativity to the offense when you're just trying to get guys open down the field every single play, and that's your game plan is to just like wait for things to transpire down the field rather than using the middle of the field, rather than using uh, a tight end who is now back for you in Dallas Goddard. And you saw when the ball got in his hands, things happened for this offense. He was able to use his strength, his power, and his physicality to move the ball after the catch. Um, you know, these these underneath routes, when it's third and seven and you're throwing it four yards short of the sticks, I don't know what those play calls are. Um, Devontae and, and AJ had horrific games tonight. I, I, I love them both dearly, but I think they would both even admit that they played absolutely piss poor in this football game. Um, uncharacteristic drops, uncharacteristic and atrocious fumbles, um, ju- and, and just no sense of, of like moving on from those plays. Like it felt like those plays like just like lingered with them, and it's so uncharacteristic for this football team. It's such a strange. Um, thing to see from them that traditionally I feel like we don't see and just Brian Johnson feels so in over his head it's so evident that he's a rookie play caller it's so evident that he's a rookie offensive coordinator and the the creativity is not there the utilization of the middle of the field is not there the just over-reliance on waiting for things to transpire down the field, which ultimately gets Jalen Hurts crushed. And he's either flushed out of the pocket, he's got to run, you know, the ball and and run for his life, uh, or he's throwing it out of bounds, or in games like we saw against the 49ers and like we saw against the Jets this year, thankfully it didn't happen tonight, on this standpoint of a turnover, but Jalen would throw an interception in some of those cases. You know, your offensive line can only block so long. And have the Eagles' offensive line been world beaters the past couple of games? No, but they've been good enough to get the job done. And the the play calling, the play designs are hot garbage. Nothing has changed. And the, the lack of adjustments in games, during the game, before halftime, after halftime, while a game is occurring, is so mind-bogglingly stupid that I I just don't have an answer for Brian Johnson anymore. He's not a good offensive coordinator. Um, it's so evident week in and week out now that it's just not there with the offense. There's, there's a lot of self-reflection that needs to happen. I I just genuinely need these guys to just put up and shut up this week. There, There's there's no victim blaming. There's no finger pointing. There's no nothing. There's nobody to blame for this but yourselves. It, it is truly an embarrassing effort in this game, and I hope that's the case. There's very few guys on this offense that, like, deserve a, a pass um it was just a an overall atrocious performance from this team across the board to not score an offensive touchdown tonight is embarrassing it's flat out embarrassing with the with the world beater players you have on this offense with the offensive line you have with the quarterback you have to not put up a single point on offense is embarrassing your points came from two field goals and a defensive touchdown. You couldn't put up a single iota of offense in point production in prime time against your number one rival. That's pathetic. <laughs>
and you got punched in the mouth now back-to-back weeks for the entire world to see. And now we're going to have to go a whole nother week about people talking about this team being fraudulent, about this team not being cut out for the postseason, about this team, you know, cruising through the front half of their schedule. And that's where we are right now. You're the five seed in the playoffs. And sure, you have some tiebreakers down the line because the Cowboys have a a difficult schedule down the line. The 49ers have uh, a couple tough games down the stretch as well, so there's still plausibility for you to get the one seed and win the division uh, if you win out. But that's what it comes down to now. You have to win out. And, you know, for a while it felt like, hey, maybe week 18 – We can rest the starters because we won't have to play them because we'll have things locked up. We won't have to play on that horrific MetLife Stadium field that is just a a death sentence. I don't know what it is with this team offensively, but they have a lot of things they need to figure out. A lot. And it needs to come quickly. You know, you have... The Seahawks in Seattle on Monday Night Football, so you get an extra day of rest this week coming up because that game got flexed. And then you got Christmas Day in Philadelphia, and you best believe, if you, it, it, I don't even know if you win that Seahawks game if you're not going to hear the boo birds like crazy come Christmas Day. So you better win in Seattle with, with style points and, and put it out there. That, w- that we back up. Otherwise, Christmas Day, you're going to be hearing boo birds. And then you have the Arizona Cardinals, a team that you should beat, but they're going to be trying to play spoiler. And then you got to play the Giants the last week of the season as well. I just I don't know what the answer is offensively, um, but a lot of things need to get fixed, and I don't know if there's enough time to get them fixed because Brian Johnson seems to have his head up his ass and doesn't know how to scheme a competent offense in the year of our Lord 2023, and it drives me absolutely insane watching it. And I'm not saying I'm a a play-calling genius at the NFL level, but as somebody who is in a broadcast booth during football season at the high school level, and I can watch high schools scheme up better offenses than what Brian Johnson has done, that's saying something. I've seen more creative high school offenses in South Jersey this year being in a broadcast booth than I have from Brian Johnson. It's too long to have these plays develop and you're just banking on Hail Mary home run type of plays. And it's that's just not how you win in the NFL. It's just not how you win. It's so evident that like Brian Johnson is trying to implement a college type of scheme for a a lower-end SEC type of school, and that's just not how you win in the NFL. That's just not how how it gets done. Um, So a lot needs to be fixed there. The defense. The defense. The pass rush wasn't as good as you'd want it to be, obviously, because the Cowboys did every fucking thing possible against you. But there were some bright spots. Fletcher Cox's strip sack that led to Jalen Carter's um, first career touchdown was pleasant. That was nice to see, and it felt like a momentum-shifting play. That momentum just didn't shift whatsoever. Um, But that was nice to see. Hassan Reddick got in there with a sack. Josh Sweat had some pressures. Um, But, man, the linebackers in the secondary were rough rough and there was some there was some stuff with the refs there you know that pass interference call on Darius Slay was bogus um Reed Blankenship gets hurt in this game and has a concussion he's in concussion protocol now so he didn't finish the game but my god the the piss poor tackling that this defense displays week in and week out blows my mind I have seen Pop Warner level kids tackle better than this Eagles defense. The way that this team just thinks they're playing flag football, I don't know if they're gearing up for the 2028 Olympics and trying to be on the flag football team for Team USA or whichever country they want to represent in the Olympics 
fair game, obviously. But, like, my goodness, the tackling is abysmal. Abysmal. And it's so evident. Like, every team we play, their defense tackles so much faster, harder, stronger, and and follows through with their tackling far better than the Eagles have all year. I don't know what it is. I don't know what Sean Desai, like, preaches in practice. But it's certainly not tackling because the Eagles have no fucking clue how to tackle properly. You know, you let running backs run five yards up the gut and then continue to run because you can't wrap up. It's absolutely maddening to to see how this team, who are all professionals, are in the 1% of the 1% of pro athletes, and they don't know how to wrap up and tackle. It's so crazy to me. Like, I, I don't understand it. I need somebody to break that down to me like I'm five years old to explain why the Eagles defense has no fucking clue how to wrap up and tackle in the year of our Lord 2023. Please explain that to me because it is absolutely mind-blowing, mind-numbingly frustrating that this team can't tackle and they can't get off the field on third down. Third and fucking 17, and they're picking up first downs. Third and 20, and they're picking up first downs. You stop them on third down, they go for it on fourth and two, and they pick it up. Like The fact that you can't tackle and get off the field is why these teams are putting up so many points on you. And then when the offense goes three and out, the defense is already gassed. And it's the same cycle over and over and over and over and over again. It is truly insanity. I I just don't get it with the defense. You know, we, we've gone far too long this season talking about, oh, the defense did their job. The defense did their job. Well, the defense the past, like, four weeks have barely or failed to do their job. And this team needs to look themselves in the fucking mirror and figure out what they need to do to get better in a fast amount of time. Because January's coming real quick. And if you're going to play like you have the last two weeks, and genuinely, if you're going to play like you have the last four weeks, you're going to be a one-and-done wildcard team. You're going to be one-and-done. A team that has Super Bowl aspirations. A team that was in the Super Bowl last year. And it was a couple plays here and there away from putting another Lombardi trophy in the trophy case at the NovaCare Complex. It's embarrassing. Wrap up. Learn how to tackle. Like, there needs to be like a reverse jugs machine for these guys to to learn how to tackle. Go in and launch yourselves at the the foam crash dummies all week. Learn how to wrap up. Wrap up properly and fucking tackle. Because I'm sick and tired of watching these not even half-assed. They're like one-eighth-assed attempts at tackling. It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely insane. Special teams did a majority of the work tonight outside of Josh Job's mind-numbingly stupid penalty on the the punt return, touching the ball. Um, You know, it's pretty pathetic when our our one of two highlights in this game was a fake punt pass on fourth and two to to keep a drive going that resulted in next to nothing. Braden Mann with the the fake punt pass to Olamide Zacchaeus, which was really freaking cool. Caught everybody off guard. Everybody watching at home. Everybody in that stadium. Everybody on the field. It was cool. It was cool to see the bag of tricks kind of opened up on special teams. Jake Elliott did his thing. But man, this game was putrid, pathetic. And and there's there's no excuses for it. And for the, the crowd out there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to this once I talk to you guys. About our pals, 
over at FOCO. FOCO is the leading collectible distributor out there. Hands down, number one. And they just launched Velour Track Suits. Yes, I want you to picture just beautiful, just flowing, velvety Velour Track Suits with the Philadelphia Eagles logo on them. Both the Midnight and Kelly Green. Landon Dickerson wore it walking into the game today. I need to get a pair. Foco, you can't tell me that I wouldn't look absolutely gorgeous in that velour tracksuit. Come on. Tell me I wouldn't look amazing in that velour tracksuit. I would look absolutely spectacular. I'd be wearing that thing everywhere because it looks so comfortable. It looks so soft. Get yours now. It's never too late. Treat yourself. The link is in the description. Check out everything they have to offer. They've got awesome uh, Eagles Christmas sweaters that I've seen a bunch of my pals getting from FOCO. FOCO, hook your boy up. You know I'd be rocking that Christmas sweater right now if it was in my possession. I'd be wearing that every day for the rest of December. Go to FOCO.com. The link is in the description to get your Forever Collectibles, your Velour tracksuit, your Eagles Christmas sweater, and everything that they have to offer from their incredible catalog of MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, soccer, WWE, entertainment, all licensed collectibles. Shout out to FOCO, the best in the game. Click that link in the description and get yours today. Tough scene the past couple weeks for the the Eagles get helped by the referees all the time crowd. The referees do not help the Eagles all the time. Very few and far between does that even happen. Because tonight, too, to put it in perspective, penalties called. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Eagles had 10 penalties for 95 yards. Cowboys had seven for 60 and had multiple flags picked up. Doesn't seem like the refs helped the Eagles in this one, and apparently John Hussey coming into this one, the Eagles are 7-0 and in games that he officiates. He flipped a double bird to us and said, fuck that stat. I need to fix my, my competitive balance. John Hussey can kick rocks after the game he called tonight. The refs don't help the Eagles. The refs barely help any team outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, which apparently they didn't help today either because Patrick Mahomes was throwing the biggest hissy fit I've ever seen. That was absolutely absurd because Kadarius Tony, hey, buddy, you learn it at the, the lowest of the low level of football to tell the official that you're on or you're off. He was clearly offside because the official will tell you, hey, you need to back up. Hey, you need to move forward. He clearly didn't check on or off, and that's why the penalty was called Patrick. Embarrassing from him. We could be the Chiefs. We could be the Chiefs right now. Current 2023 Chiefs, but we're not, thankfully. But the referees don't help the Eagles. I'm, I'm so sick of that narrative. It's so ridiculous. I don't even know where it came from, but the referees have never helped the Eagles. Like in my like, I want everybody to remember in Dallas years ago the the no clear recovery Cowboys ball play. Like the Eagles have never been helped by the referees. So that narrative is so lazy. It's so like out of nowhere. It's so preposterous to me, and it clearly did not happen tonight. Uh, but I do want to recognize that, you know, the 49ers who are just notorious and, and love fighting, maybe they should just uh, be in Fight Club or, or UFC or something. Uh, they had non-players and coaches run on the field today when a, a brawl broke out. I hope every single one of those people who ran on the field and was involved in the skirmish, they better be getting suspended from the sidelines. They better be getting fined this week. Stand, stand 10 toes on the ground, NFL. Stand 10 toes on the ground, Roger Goodell. Because you want to kick Dom DeSandro out last week 
and then you want to suspend him from being fieldside in this game against the Cowboys, y'all better do the same thing, keep that same energy for the 49ers, who now back-to-back weeks have had kerfuffles, if you will, and now you had their personnel running out on the field, starting shit, getting involved in the mix. They all better be suspended from the sideline. They all better be getting fined. Otherwise, that's some absolute bullshit from the NFL. You want to talk about the refs helping the NFL. You want to talk about all that nonsense. Miss me with that. And I swear, we better see all of that getting filed this week. Adam Schefter, keep that same energy. Pumping out the, the, the pieces there. Talking about, how, you know, pumping out, oh, there's going to be significant penalties and fines for the Eagles with Dom DeSandro. Ian Rappaport, keep that same energy. I want to see y'all talking about that with the 49ers. Because if I don't, whoo-wee! It's so evident. It's so evident that the league just has a little bias against the Eagles for whatever reason. Rather than being pro-Eagle. Like all of you delusional people out there want to believe. So miss me with that. Another reason to go get your velour tracksuit. Stand in solidarity with Big Dom. Big Dom DeSandro. Who has an open invite always to come on this podcast. That's for sure. But the Eagles, you know, they got to figure some things out. They got Monday Night Football again, prime time. They, they have a lot of things to figure out before that Seahawks game. And I hope they figure them out because they certainly need to. Because it does not get easier in the, the quest for the number one seed. It's the Cowboys, upcoming games. They've got the Bills in Buffalo, the Dolphins in Miami. They host the Lions, and then they go to Washington. Tough schedule there for the Cowboys, I'll say that. But the 49ers, in terms of the one-seed quest, uh, they go to Arizona. Arizona Cardinals come through. Please come through. Um, then they're home on Christmas against the Ravens. Ravens, Bird Gang. Rise up, let's go. Then they go to the Commanders, and then they host the Rams. And the Eagles have the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. A lot of things to figure out, but you control your own destiny at the end of the day. It's just a matter of do you want to play with that that fight and that urge and that fire and that, that desire to come away with what you feel like you have earned and deserved this season, which is the number one seed, a division title, and a chance to go compete for another Super Bowl. Figure it out, boys. Figure it out. We'll see you on Monday. So, yeah, let's talk some uh, some Shohei Otani. And it's brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small badge eyewear in the game, from sunglasses to blue light glasses to prescription lenses. And, of course, this time of year they got the ski goggles Tomahawk Shades has you covered for a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies. We've been rocking with Tomahawk Shades, and they've been rocking with us for years now. Best sunglasses I've ever owned. Best blue light glasses I've ever owned. Um, I wear the blue light glasses when I'm editing podcast episodes to protect my eyes from those blue light rays. I wear them when I'm watching TV, uh, when I'm watching games. I wear the sunglasses when I'm out and about on the road going to work, wherever it may be, if I'm outside, I'm rocking my Tomahawk Shades. The best in the game. They fit and feel great, and like I said, it's a fraction of the cost of the big eyewear companies. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app in the App Store or Google Play, and uh, when you go to check out, when you fill up your cart with everything you need, go to TomahawkShades.com, download the app, fill up your cart and use code USP at checkout for 25% off your order. That's tomahawkshades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app in the app store or Google play and get 25% off with code USP at checkout from our pals at Tomahawk Shades. Shohei Otani signs a 10 year, $700 million deal with the Los Angeles 
Dodgers. Uh, he's going to the the other LA team. He's coming to the National League. Uh, duped the Blue Jays allegedly, and Shohei now a Dodger. Um, how does that impact my feeling on the Phillies' chances of winning a World Series over the next decade? Not too much, honestly. Yes, Shohei is a great player. He's a, a fantastic player. Um, has Shohei been on a team with Mike Trout since his career started in Major League Baseball? Yes. What have the Angels done in Shohei's tenure with the Angels? Nothing. Um, what have the Dodgers done with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman on their team? Uh, nothing. Sure, you add Shohei to the mix. Are the Dodgers going to still be a very good baseball team? Yes. I, you, you gotta prove that you can win, though, and the Dodgers have not proven that they can win outside of a Mickey Mouse playoff year when the format is different than what it is and the Dodgers are perennially known as chokers and Shohei's just teaming up with a team that is perennially known to choke. Will it fix things? Who knows? That remains to be seen. But the Dodgers get a, a world-class talent and world-class talent helps for sure. But one guy doesn't result in you winning a World Series. It's a total team effort. It's a grind. It's a 162-game regular season marathon coupled with the playoffs. You got to be in it to win it. The Dodgers have pieces. I don't think they have a complete team. That's the thing with the Dodgers. They don't have a complete team. You have Mookie Betts. You have Freddie Freeman. You have Shohei Otani, who can't pitch this year, by the way. Um... Will Smith is a nice player at catcher. I think he's very good. I think he's very talented. Probably the 1A catcher behind JT in the National League. Um, Max Muncy has his moments. But outside of that, like, realistically, what do the Dodgers have right now that scares you as a total team effort? Like, their pitching is the reason they got bounced in the playoffs and got absolutely embarrassed by the Diamondbacks and nothing really feels like it's going to be sure Walker Bueller's back this year and he's great but that's once every fifth day their bullpen is not that special I mean the Dodgers have a lot more work to do if they want to feel like they're World Series contenders like I feel like so many people seeing the Shohei Otani news and like I said he's a world-class talent I love Shohei but he's one guy, and we've seen that here in Philadelphia. When you sign one guy, it doesn't change everything. You need multiple guys. You need multiple stud pitchers. You need bullpen. We've seen that here in Philly. The Philly signed Bryce Harper, who is a world-class talent. Just signing Bryce Harper didn't get the job done. You had to go and get JT Real Muto. You had to go and get Kyle Schwarber. You had to go and get Nick Castellanos. You had to go and get Trey Turner. You had to go and sign Taiwan Walker. You had to go and sign Zach Wheeler. It's a total team effort. You had to build a bullpen. You know, it's not one guy that helps you become the end-all, be-all type of team. Are the Dodgers going to be a juggernaut? Probably. Are they always a good regular season team? Yes. Prove it to me in the playoffs. That's when it matters most. Um, I've never seen the Angels work so quickly to do anything than take the Shohei mural down outside of their stadium. Um, embarrassing franchise. Who knows what happens with Mike Trout now. And um, it feels like baseball's offseason's now officially started because Shohei is off the, off the board. So now I feel like every other player can go and get signed. And we'll see what happens, you know, the rest of this uh, this offseason. And we're two and a half months away from spring training, which is unreal to think about. It's fun that spring training creeps up this quickly when your team is in the playoffs now. And, you know, your season comes to an end in October and November rather than in September. Um, so it's fun. It's fun that spring training's close, and that means warm weather's close and all that good stuff. 
Um, but Shohei signs, and it feels like Major League Baseball's offseason has officially begun. So congrats to Shohei. He deserves every dollar. He deserves every dollar of that. He's a, a once-in-a-generation player. I, I don't think anybody else would say otherwise. Um, quickly, let's talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. It's brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, the Flyers. You can get Kenwood Beer when you're watching the Flyers at the Wells Fargo Center. And go to KenwoodBeer.com as well and use the Kenny Finder to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Maryland areas. You can also get these awesome Kenwood Beer pint glasses at their website, KenwoodBeer.com. And you can also get it at your local liquor store. KenwoodBeer.com, KenwoodBeer.com, KenwoodBeer.com. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Guys, the Flyers might be hashtag good. They might be hashtag back as they are now in second place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, seven points behind the New York Rangers. But the Flyers might be back. They might be back, guys. They might be back. Uh, they are 15-10-2. They beat the Colorado Avalanche 5-2 to on Saturday night. Uh, they beat the Coyotes on Thursday night, 4-1. to They are on another winning streak and another point streak as they went to overtime against the Devils. Um, they win in the shootout against the Penguins last Saturday. They beat the Penguins in overtime on Monday. Uh, and then they beat the Coyotes on Thursday. And like I mentioned, 5-2 to win over the Avalanche on Saturday night, which is massive. Um, then they have the Nashville Predators on Tuesday in Nashville before they come home on Thursday to play the Capitals and then on Saturday to play the Red Wings. The Flyers are playing good hockey right now. It's fun. It's cool. It's exciting. And am I hashtag all the way back in? Not exactly, but I'm paying a lot more attention to the Flyers than I have in years past. Um, the players coming out and saying, you know, nobody wants us to win. This is a good thing. They got a chip on their shoulder. They're playing loose. They're playing fun. This is a no expectation season of hockey, and they're they're passing the test with flying colors because the expectations were so low coming into this season, and now they're like blowing everybody out of the water. That everybody's enjoying the fun hockey that we're getting to experience right now. The fact that they are in second place in the Metropolitan Division and one of three teams with a positive goal differential in the division, being the Rangers themselves and the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are in second to last place in the division, is crazy. Um, Flyers have a plus 10 goal differential. The Rangers have a plus 15. So, I mean, if the playoffs started today, the Flyers would be in this thing. Um with 32 points, they'd be the four seed in the uh, in the playoffs. I I'm not ex I want to say that's how it would be because the Bruins, the Rangers, both have 39 points. The Panthers have 36. Flyers have 32. Um, I guess it would come down to tiebreakers because the Maple Leafs and Red Wings also have 32. But, I mean, the Flyers would be in the mix, and that's super fun. That's super exciting, and potentially maybe we have playoff hockey this year. That would be crazy with this team. It would be crazy. Um, you know, there's no veteran that's really, like, the spotlight. It's it's a total team collaborative effort right now, which is very fun. The young guys are playing well, and that's what you want to see from this team. That That is the whole point of this, this reset, this rebuild this new era of orange and black, if you will, um, is to prove that like the young guys are this next generation of Flyers hockey, and you have guys coming. You know, Michkov will be here eventually once his contract with the KHL is up. Uh, you're gonna have other guys coming in, and you know you have the veterans not so much being the the primary providers. They are your complementary pieces right now in Cam Atkinson, in Arista Linen, in Scott Lawton, 
uh, and the rest of those those veterans that are on this roster that in years past, traditionally, they would be the guys that you're relying on game in and game out to, to provide for you. And, you know, Travis Konechny right now is on pace for 48 fucking goals, guys. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's it's like a lot is coming together. It's fun to watch this team. Um, they've, they've got a lot of good stuff going on right now, and the Flyers are fun. They're hashtag fun. It is mid-December, and typically we're, we're done talking Flyers by the end of October because of how things have gone. Um but this is exciting. It's it's fun hockey, and I'm looking at this team right now on their player profiles on Google, and I'm going to try to uh, pop this in for everybody watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, you should at this present moment. But uh, Garnett Hathaway, a guy who nobody knew coming into this season, his Google headshot is one of the funniest things I think I've seen in quite some time. Um, that's amazing. Garnet Hathaway, open invite to come on the show just because of your Google headshot. Um, but, I mean, the Flyers are fun. They're fun. And, like, open invite to any of the Flyers to come on the show. I would love to have some of these guys on. They just seem fun. They're super, like, enjoyable. They're very likable. And it feels like the Flyers, for the past decade, it's been hard to, like, have, like, a likable presence around them because it's been so up and down. It's been so rocky. But these guys are playing loose. They're playing fun. The dog mask is awesome. Um, and fun hockey is what we yearn for. And we've got it right now. So let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy what we have with this Flyers team. And um, hopefully they keep it pushing, you know, against Nashville and keep things going into the new year with with good vibes, good intentions, and and making making hockey like what it needs to be in this town. Because when the Flyers are good, there's no more rabid fan base in hockey than the Philadelphia Flyers, and that's what we're, we've been waiting for since we started this podcast. Like we had the the bubble year, that was like the highlight of Flyers hockey. Let's let's have some fun hockey this year. Maybe we'll do some live pods. In Philly, for the Flyers, who knows? Let us know in the YouTube comment section if you'd want that, um, because that would be absolutely electric if this team continues to perform the way that they are. I'm kind of in. I'm like I'm like a six point eight out of ten in on the Flyers, which is huge for me. That's huge for this podcast. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go Flyers. Let's keep it rolling, boys. As John Tortorella said, we got balls. We got balls, baby. Um, that's all I got for you guys on this episode. Make sure you're following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI, Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. It goes a long way. I promise you guys, leaving those reviews and subscribing on Apple and Spotify truly helps us grow. So keep doing it. Get your friends and family to do it. Get their friends and family to do it. And let's grow this underground nation. Uh, we, we don't have a name for our fans, too. Leave in the YouTube comment section what our, our listeners and fans should be called. Um, because that would be fun to develop this year. Um, to kind of give you guys uh, a tagline, a name for our, our fan base. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and on Instagram at KBIZZLE11. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We are three weeks away from the ball dropping on New Year's Eve, and we are 36 subscribers away from hitting our end of year goal as a company for our YouTube channel at 700 subscribers. Let's keep this growing. Let's keep it moving. You get full video episodes of this show twice a week, full video episodes of every show on our network, live streams, clips, shorts, original video content. It is a one-stop hub for Philly sports survivor. I know we haven't talked much on it because I haven't been able to catch up because my life has been hectic, but normally survivor, 
uh, lacrosse, pro lacrosse, NLL, PLL, college lacrosse, pro golf, Formula One, streaming platform, TV and movies, professional soccer, all happening on our YouTube channel. That's crazy. That is a one-stop television channel for you. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, get your merch, phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off. And this show is presented by the city of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. And their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. This has been episode number 593 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, a miserable Monday episode. Hopefully we gear back up and right the ship. Got to beat the Seahawks. Got to beat the Seahawks. Phillies, let's go sign somebody. And Flyers, keep winning. Um... I'm your boy KB. We'll talk uh, on Wednesday night, live pod, myself and Matt. Um, we'll talk about the boy, Don Ponteri, one of our OGs getting married on that episode because both of us were there. We'll we'll talk about the wedding and talk about the boy, Dom. Uh, but until then, we're getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Peace. I'm a people's champ. I'm a people's champ.